Hello and welcome to the People for Olson podcast. In this week's episode, Mark is sitting down and talking with Stephen Skinner, candidate for Onondaga County Legislature. Well, we're so excited to have had Stephen here on the podcast for this week's episode and to learn more about his history and his views and how he's running for this position. We couldn't be happier to have had Stephen down on the podcast. And we really think that you're going to enjoy this episode just to get to know a little bit more about others who are also running for Onondaga County Legislature. Thank you again for listening to the podcast. If you want to stay up to date on all things happening with the campaign, then make sure you visit us online at peopleforolson.com where you can learn more about Mark and his platform. You can also get more involved with the campaign by volunteering your time or making a donation to the campaign. Well, without further ado, here's this week's conversation between Mark Olson and Stephen Skinner. Right. So Stephen Skinner, uh, candidate for the 9th co- County Legislature, welcome to the People hey. for Olson podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. Thank you so much for being part of this. The, the next few of these is going to be the people that are running Good. for the legislature. And th- is this your first time for running for public office? First time for anything uh, running. I said, hopefully I'm running to the ledge and not off the ledge. That's so. a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> yes, but yes, first time running for anything uh, for office. Absolutely. So the big thing is is to kind of connect people here. Put yeah. put your face mm-hmm. and and and, mm-hmm. and my questions to the people and you know get to, get to know you and get yeah. to see. So why are you running for this seat? So obviously, number one, I'm running. I love community. I love my neighbors. So I, I live and breathe people. For um, I tell people I. I Try to look good for my age, but I said I've been doing this over 20 years of building community. It's my passion, uh, it's, it's my heart. So uh, whatever I can do to serve the community I'm in and the city of Syracuse, I wanna do. And this is an opportunity that, that came to me at the end of last year. I thought about it, you know, prayed about it. And it was one of those things that we, I said, you know what, maybe f- uh, for just this reason, it's, it's the next step. So uh, I love our community. I love bringing people together. So that's completely, I don't, I don't need the job, but I, I love the people. So if this is what it takes, I'm, I'm all in. Uh, Ernie Johnson from TBS, the NBA announcer, mm-hmm. he was speaking to one of the football teams and he said, we don't, I'm going to say it wrong, but you know, oh, I've got to do this. I've got to do yes. this. I've got to do this. We get to do this. Yes. We get to help yes. people. We get yes. to connect the dots. We get to have conversations like this. Yes. We get to get things done. Correct. And to me, it's a great perspective because uh, I said it to my buddies working out last mm-hmm. night. We're here. We get to do this. You know, there's a purpose and there's a reason for everything right. that we do. And I think people need to realize that you and I have a lot in common. We do it because we love it. We love it. You know? yeah. And I say, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And Absolutely. it's true. And service and politics, to me, it's about service. It's not Correct. about politics. Correct. No. So what, tell us a little bit about yourself for people that don't know you. Because literally, literally <laughs> what, three months ago was the first time we met. I had heard about sure. you, but I had never met you. Sure. I mean, again, quick synopsis. Uh, born in Eastwood, this is where I live, and it's uh, a big part of the district, the ninth District. Uh, born in Eastwood, but uh, in our family, I think people would probably know us from the faith-based Christian bookstore called Sacred Melody Bookstore. It started in 1957 downtown, but through the years, uh, my grandfather purchased the Eastwood Plaza, and that's where we had this uh, this bookstore. And it was it was quite large back in the early 80s when it was there, uh, but in turn, eventually, with the uh, market shifting on retail, 
big box stores coming in. What happened is then you, uh, you, a lot of them closed up. So even though I was born in Eastwood, I was raised out in the country, my heart broke for the area right around the uh, late 90s when it was really boarded up. I didn't actually, I didn't even like the area. And to be truthful, I didn't, I didn't even like our family, family bookstore because it was a lot of hours. There was not much pay. It was a ministry. And that's where I was raised. I was, uh, uh, even though I was out in the Chittenango area being raised, uh, my, my parents actually homeschooled us. We were part of the pioneering of homeschooling. So a little bit interesting to just to grow up. I didn't really understand the city. I didn't, I didn't really have a heart for it. But late 90s, I got married at a young age. I decided to turn and have a heart change, and I didn't want to be just part of the problems. I wanted to be part of the solution, and which went on this t over 20-year journey to go from not caring for our area because all I remembered was boarded up uh, houses, storefronts, a lot of litter on the streets, to now it's coming back. It takes time. There is so much vibrancy, and there's so many amazing community members, but uh, Sacred Melody Bookstore is where, uh, where I got my got my grassroots started as a family and the Eastwood Plaza. People might know it as Cafe Kubal. It was the original starting place of Cafe Kubal. OYP's there. There's every, every store now is full there. But that's, I live right down the street. This has been where, what I do now. Uh, some people will know me now as the, the owner of the Palace Theater. And that was later on down the road as I got into more real estate. Did you purchase that from Mr. Uh, I call him Mr. Haggerty because <laughs> his father was my social studies teacher. So I'm so used to saying Mr. Haggerty's. Yeah, yeah the Haggerty's were amazing. They're amazing people. Uh, Michael's mm -hmm. a great person there. His sister yep. Eileen. So I purchased, yep, Michael, uh, I think, inherited that from his aunt. Uh, everyone knows Francis. Everyone remembers Francis with the flashlight, the stick, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, about beating little people if they're, they're hiding under a chair or being disrespectful. So almost everyone in Eastwood who was raised any time through the 60s, through, you know, 2000 remembers uh, Francis there. So, yeah. yes, he inherited it. And then we have the honor of now uh, taking care of the theater there. We live basically next door. Same street as where Francis uh, lived and so yes uh, only five years ago we purchased the the palace there and we have been just continuing to try to add every year what can we do for our community what can we purchase to help the area out when we when we see there's a need it's such a small world because mike michael is a woodworker and came and when we re renovated our senior center they hired him to do all the window trim right. and then his sister did the painting and the finish and the cleanup and such, it's just it was so great to see him up there world. and just to see you know it's it's his passion it's you know and it always woodwork is his passion yes yeah. frida his mother lives in uh, right in uh, yeah. uh, yep right in manlius yep. there and his, and his yeah. sister again they're all they're awesome people yeah they're really good people. there's been some good news in the city with the census and you're right you see i mean covid kind of Mm -hmm. leveled it but it didn't make it go down but mm -hmm. it's you know it's going back up in the population and the and i think the stimulus money is going to help yes as a legislator what do you think we can do to help the city or what should we do as mm -hmm. as legislators because i my big thing is is we all need to look at it from the big picture whether it's the city mm -hmm. or the towns or the villages it's we have our district mm -hmm. but we have to look at the whole piece of the pie so I, I'm really intrigued to see how much can be done as a legislator for my district. Obviously, anyone who knows me, and I think it's what we have been talking about online through through my website, uh, the the SYR.com website for people to go there and hear about what we're doing. Uh, all my campaign events we were doing, we used to do a lot of free events where it's just meet and greet with business owners, meet and greet a homeowner. Let's pick up you know pick up litter off the streets. The focus has been housing, small business, clean streets. I just, I, I hammer that over and over and over. 
uh, my, my heart would be, you know, what could the county do through the legislature to make sure that these things for our, this is, this is the, you know, me and my foot is to the ground every day and we need the housing to get cleaned up. We need both landlords and tenants to work together better. We need to have better practices, healthy codes department, not overbearing, but definitely not underbearing. We have a lot of people that get away with literally just about everything. Uh, mm -hmm. So, uh, so my goal would be between that uh, small businesses. How do we continue to bring healthy amount of grants to the, to the small business owners, people who have a vision, my wife and I, we've had the privilege of helping start over 60 companies in the area. We own a bunch, but we have fostered and, and many of them, again, people who can go online or hear the testimonies that we're doing online or through our Facebook. These people would have never been able to open, but we see people, we, we say, what can we do to you know, foster that dream of yours? And I'm thinking to myself, what could we do as a county? What could we do on the legislature to be able to foster that growth so that if, if I didn't happen to come along as a private citizen and said, you know what, I believe in your vision, how can I make that happen for you? And these people are incredible. They're not great taxpayers, but they are bringing a belief system to our area that hasn't been there, which, which is needed. It, it takes confidence and it takes courage to really change a neighborhood. People have to believe that it actually can change. And... I mean, we're starting to see it happen now. People actually believe in the Eastwood community and they're believing in the other neighborhoods that are in the 9th District now. So the, the goal would be funding, access to funding, good response times, uh, any, for, any form of help. Uh, that, is, uh, that is where uh, I want to make sure I'm a liaison to be used in the legislature. Yeah, because there's, I've always said it because Faithful has been very fortunate. We, in 17 years, we've gotten about $7 million in grants. It's seven million dollars that we haven't had to spend of taxpayers' money to do those park projects, to do sidewalk Amazing. projects, to do. You know, right now we're in the middle of a Main Street grant program for facades, mm. and the Chamber of Commerce is helping, Beautiful. and we're doing festivals, and we're doing you know concerts <laughs> in the park, and we're doing all Making these things. Making me jealous. Making right. me jealous. <laughs> but it can happen. It, no. it just you have to have somebody there that's kind of got their eye on the ball, and they're not letting go, and they're. Yep. And and when someone says no, they just open another door. Yes. I think sometimes what happens is a lot of people. Oh, it's hard not doing it. And that's oh, exactly that. Uh, someone said no. Well, you got to go to the next door. 100%. And you got to go to the next 100%. person. Agree. You know, what else do you think that the county can do, you know, for the whole county? Because I, I look at it and say, you're, sure. you're right on. You're 100% on. And in my district, it's, it's more of COVID, uh, infrastructure, um, mm -hmm. things like that, that we're trying to, you know, as we grow, the town of Manlius and, and the district grew a little bit, yeah. like two 2,000 people over the last census. And county as a whole grew, which is a great thing. Yeah. What other things do you think as legislatures we can do, you know, as legislators? So the one thing that, I mean, again, I'll, I'll share some of the issues and these are the things that I'm going to, I'm going to try to beat the drum on to make sure that I do everything I can. Maybe the, maybe the bail reform, uh, meant to do good things. Maybe it, it you know, it was meant to really, I get it. My, my, I'm extremely compassionate. I'm a church leader. Uh, you know, the church that meets called forward point meets out of the palace theater. I'm one of the head leaders of that church. I'm, I'm all about compassion. I care for people, but there's a point where we're not actually caring for people and helping people when they, they, you just can't get in trouble for anything nowadays. And what happens is there's no, there's no repercussions, no discipline. So what we're experiencing right now in Eastwood, and I think I can really say this with confidence that hundreds of other people experience this right now. There's just a lawlessness that's going on in our community. 
And I'm not talking about, you know, someone does one little minor infraction and then they, we want them locked up for years. Not at all. That wouldn't be in my heart at all. But there, there is a point. Even the things that have happened at the skyline and the people, that, uh, people who were murdered at Grant Village. And uh, we're dealing with, again, people that are just, uh, we, ha we have a lot of mental illness right now, a lot of homelessness coming to Eastwood. It's a, such a loving, wonderful community. The problem is there's a lot of property damage that happens. And then, and then through that, now we also have a lot of the illegal bikes, the ATVs, the dirt bikes. They just go through in groups of 10, 15, 20 at a time. You can't stop them. Mm -hmm. And they blow through every stop sign, red light. Um, it, uh, you know, I don't want to sound like uh, it's uh, you know, uh, something that happens just once in a while. It happens pretty often. And it's, it's concerning. It's concerning for every homeowner. And it's concerning for the, actually those individuals because eventually someone's not going to wear a helmet, they're going to lose control, and that's going to be another person in the obituary. Yeah. So my goal through the legislature is to really listen to the people in our area. Uh, crime's a big thing. Eastwood, I hear, is in, in what I see is that it has decreased. But that it's still not what it needs to be. It, it could be way better than it is. So uh, uh, my, my, my goal in my heart would be how can I bring some healthy order to our area so that we... Uh, we make people feel safer. Yeah, and everybody deserves a quality of life that they want. Absolutely. And I, I've been saying that all along. It's not a Republican or Democrat. It's people's lives. It's it's Absolutely. where their home is and where do they feel safe. And you know, it's not about you know what people are trying to make it. It's about Absolutely. bringing those services. And mm -hmm. you know, I've always said, what does the city need or what does the sheriff mm -hmm. need? How can we help? Because when we need help. We want to pick the phone up and say, totally okay, true. we're on our way. You know, um, I read a report today that we could get close to five inches of rain here if this thing comes up and hits the right way. Already have a phone call into the emergency management office to say, okay, are you, yes, we're monitoring it. Yes, we're doing this. Yes, we're working on this. Have and to. you know right away that you have those resources. I want to connect those dots more in the city and the county to the villages, to Better the towns. Because I don't think you're, you're seeing that as much. I think no. the city kind of sometimes gets, it's in a tough position because mm -hmm. they feel like they're on an island by themselves. So they're not. They're, everybody's there. To, they, we want a thriving city. Absolutely. We want, Better communication. Yeah. Yeah. Another idea I had was the, the, the schools, you know, the out, outlying school districts in the city. My sister lives in Fairport in yeah. Rochester and they have a, city schools and they send some students into into fairport and then they send fairport students into the city yeah and i'm like her son he applied he just didn't get yeah. in but it was a great program and it was and i'm sitting there going why can't that be done in another county why can't we yeah. so that everybody can see both sides of the story awesome. both sides That's of the awesome. aisle both sides Diversity. of what's happening do you see any other ideas that you've i know you've been knocking on you know a fair amount of doors and well, the things that we're, I'll tell you, I mean, again, ideas and there's things we're working on. I mean, the, the projects we're working on right now is, so I'm, I'm big on good, healthy lighting for a community. And J James Street right now being our main business corridor, I, I feel if you go into a lot of these little villages, especially in the suburbs, you see the beautiful ornamental lampposts. Mm -hmm. And it, it both provides safety, beautification, security. So out of my office, we started a year ago, we started our own nonprofit called Growing Good Works. So Growing Good Works has been working with the mayor's office, working with uh, from our city officials and the community on creating a lighting corridor. So again, these are the type of things that our community needs and wants. It's gonna help decrease crime, but also it's gonna increase the walkability of the area. So we are pushing, uh, and again, I'm, I'm hoping the mayor is gonna come through with a grant to help us. Yeah. We're working on that. Uh, community center, youth center, 
this is something that I know our community has wanted for many years. And I know there's multiple, I know some of the neighborhood associations are pushing forth it. We don't have places for kids. They end up checking doors and causing crime because they don't have an outlet. So I would love to see, we are, uh, even, even our church is working on something, but I know the community in general has been working on getting some of the other, um, uh, the other community centers that are more like a senior center to be utilized for youth. And I, I'm so encouraged by hearing those type of things, but we're working on something as well for that. Uh, uh, the, the summer, hot days in the summer. Where do kids go in the summer? They, they can't afford to go to Six Flags. They can't afford to go somewhere else. So uh, the, the foundation that we have is proposing behind the elementary middle school doing a, a little water splash pad like they have in Camillus and they have them in, in, uh, in Van Buren and they did one, a beautiful one in Oswego. Uh, how do we have maybe a scaled down version but a beautiful water splash pad for kids? So these are just local issues but they're things that people talk about you know, again, will we ever go to other things such as uniform trash cans, uh, you know, things that would cause less litter and trash to blow around on a day uh, for trash pickup? There's, there's, those are just more local issues, but yeah. the, it, it's endless. I mean, it's endless from that to stop signs to speed monitoring. Uh, you know, people in the city, they, they, have, they have concerns. Uh, we have been fortunate. We've gotten some cameras, uh, you know. I'm not a huge proponent of cameras in the sense that I, I don't like the way they look, but they are needed because there's times where they can they can deter and stop crime because people know they're being watched. Yeah. So for so the, these are just things that uh, for our community, you know, I, I would love to see just better connecting with the different villages and the townships, but again, being in the city, I, I, it's such um, it's so difficult where you you always feel like you're in the hole and it's a grind every day, but you don't do it if you don't really enjoy it. Yeah. And it's, it's your earlier principle you mentioned. The, the, the words I thought of is it, it becomes a privilege and not an obligation to serve. Uh, and that's yeah. really uh, the, the, the heart is that you want to desire it. You can't be like looking to not do it. You got to want to do it. Yeah. I was talking to my son earlier and, and I was saying to him, I'm trying to change the culture in the legislature to say, you know, say you're a Democrat and I'm a Republican. Yep. I may not agree with you, Correct. but at the end of the day, I want to walk out with you or I Correct. want to sit down and talk to you and walk it through and talk it through and have common. We all have common ground. Have common and ground. to me, we're not always going to agree. Correct. We're not. But at the end of the day, when we leave, if we all have the theory that we're trying to do what's best for the residents mm -hmm. of Onondaga County, mm -hmm. to me, that's all that matters. 100%. And that's your, that's your, that's your agenda. 100%. And you know what? Your opinion but you go to the next subject and you and you move forward. That's what happens at villages, and that's what happens at most towns. Absolutely. But for some reason, it's it, it hasn't. It's not happening as much. And I think it should be less about the door. The other day, I knocked on and the person said, "Well, are you a Democrat or Republican?" And I was like, "Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> I'm talking about me. It's me who's going to be yes. making that decision. It's yes. not my party. Yes. It's me. And to me, that's more important. Yes. Obviously, I'm a Republican. I'm conservative. I'm, I'm endorsed by the independent, mm -hmm. the Independence Party and the Veterans Party. But hey, listen, I'm going to if I think that there's a better idea Correct. on the other side of the aisle, I'm going to listen. Absolutely. I'm going to listen and I'm going to educate myself. And I'm going to, you know, I, I listened to President uh, Biden's speech. I don't agree mm -hmm. with everything mm -hmm. he's doing. But his speech yesterday, some of it made sense to mm -hmm. me. Some of it didn't make sense to me. But I listened Correct. and you he's listened. the president. And we move forward. That's right. You honor, you honor you the mean? people there. I think anyone who knows me, even when it comes down to uh, right now, almost every evening, I'm out two to three hours just knocking on doors. People ask me, oh, are you only going to your party? I said, absolutely not. 
as I'm going to the people, n not my party. Yeah. And and the the people, some of them are in the Republican Party, but most of my friends are Democrats. And many of the people on my campaign team, we're pretty much almost 50-50. Half of them are Democrats and half of them are Republicans. And we come together every single week and we sit down and we share and I ideas, but we share our plan of how we are going to reach every single man, woman, and child through the, uh, through the whole ninth district. And we have to lay aside our party things. Yeah. We, we come together as one because we want to see Onondaga County, city of Syracuse, move to a better place. So uh, anyone who knows me realizes I don't, um, I will, I, I will not uh, uh, steer toward just saying I'm going to meet with one party. What's the ninth district cover? What, is it just all of Eastwood? Uh, no, it's I a good chunk. Just, it's a good yeah. chunk of Eastwood. So yeah. it, obviously, all these districts, the, these maps are just it's just crazy. All these squiggly lines. So I'm fortunate. But, Mine's uh, faithful, Manly, Manoa, and and you know, it's, it's a little crazy. part of Manoa is gone. But you know, yeah, when they when they great. carved it out, it's right on. It's um no. So ours is if people know James Street, which is like the main vein for Eastwood, it's pretty much not all, but pretty much James Street and south. So in other words, from uh, Burnett Ave to James Street, and then it goes from Thompson Road, which would be where people would maybe know where that Wendy's is there, mm -hmm. all the way down, almost to downtown. So it, it covers, goes all the way through Eastwood, then you cross over Teal, it still goes that same direction, and it goes through the Lincoln Park neighborhood and then the Holly Green neighborhood. The it does have a couple spots in Sedgwick. Is Riley's it, in here? Uh, Riley's is not. Riley's oh, is a great God. restaurant. Riley's is a uh, it, favorite it's place. So yeah. it's a Riley's might be. Riley's might be a block out, a block okay. out because there's a, a over Lodi. It shoots up through all the way through Douglas, Jasper to Grant. It cuts all the way, zigzags back and forth. And then it also shoots down University Ave, where they did the new dog park there, Carm's Dog okay. Park, and it shoots all the way down to even uh, Toomey Abbott and those areas. So I have the skyline, I have Ross Towers, uh, I have the Regency. Uh, these are large apartment buildings that uh, these people, they need protection, they need to make sure that they, uh, they feel heard, that uh, they, have a, they have a representative who cares, that does want to fight crime. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, uh, we're going to continue to start um, heavily get to the doors in the in the Holly Green neighborhood where those buildings exist, and people need to know that um, that they are cared for. St. Joe's Hospital is that part of your district? No, nope. I believe so it. I believe it's Seventh District. Seventh. I believe that's Seventh yeah. District, and uh, uh, yeah, that it's just north, just yeah. north of there. So when you started the campaign, you put your team together. What has you been like? Wow, you know, because I, I will be like I, one of the things is when I'm out door to door in the I360 and I'm like, wow, there's a, it, there's a nuance and there's a, you know, there's something. And then, oh, fundraising has been a new thing for me. And then, oh, you know, getting out and meeting all the uh, endorsements for all the, the different trades and the unions and, you know, filling out the applications and doing the interviews. And, you know, when you run for mayor, <laughs> there's no, you know, you run for mayor. And yeah, if, it's a lot of work. if you're over 18 and yeah. you're in the village, and you care about it, you yes, run. There's you run. no endorsements, there's no anything, yes. you just run. Yes. What has surprised you so far? I mean, it's, it, they, they told me it was gonna be a lot of work, and you know, uh, I work hard every single day. It is work, it is work. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely fortunate and blessed that I think one of the benefits is that I did not do any, you know, I didn't do this four years ago, six years ago, I don't think I've been prepared for it. Between, uh, I own multiple businesses, and then uh, to be able to do this and have the time to do it, I'm very fortunate. I have staff, part-time, but wonderful staff, my sister-in-law, and then I have 
a beautiful array of volunteers that are highly skilled that literally will not check in every single day, but they'll come to the office every day saying, what do we need next? What do we need to do? And there is other contractors, I would say, uh, consultants and contractors that are paid, mm-hmm. but that come in. I- I'm fortunate because of the team I have, and I don't think I could ever get to everything if it wasn't for the staff in the office every single day, uh, helping me respond to all the emails, fill out the paperwork. So. Yeah. We are, uh, we're treating it, we're treating it very seriously and we're doing a lot of work, but there is, there is social media tech person. We have a, we have a graphic designer in the office. We, uh, then just, just Kimberly, my sister-in-law doing all this administration stuff constantly mm-hmm. setting up We're we're doing like a mailer every two weeks. Um, I don't know what other people do in mailers. We've already sent out four or five. We're going to do another five more and our mailers are very pointed toward litter pickups, meeting small businesses before and afters on houses we're doing locally and how we're restoring homes. These are all the things that, that matter to us. So it, it has been work. Yes, fundraising, extremely blessed, but uh, it has been work to get on the phone, sit yeah. down with people, share the vision, send out a letter. Thank you for the support afterwards and and just keep it going. It's an, it's nonstop. And, yeah. and, and, then, and now obviously the door to door, I'm enjoying it, but man, it's, it's, uh, it's exhausting. I come home sweating and soaked. And I'm like, I got to do this again tomorrow. But last week was when it was hot. It was brutal. brutal. I think I only went one day last week. So I I was fortunate. I think one day this week I've been doing every day. And if I can beat the rain, I'm uh, I'm rolling on it. But uh, but no, it's it's good. It's a great team. I think I'm uh, like I said, the the thing that not not surprised me, but I'm so encouraged by is the team is diverse. Our team is not only just diverse in our skin color. We are diverse in our political backgrounds and we're diverse in our ages. So we have we have people that are late 20s, early 30s, all the way people to their in their mid 60s all on the team that are all advisors and consultants. And we have Latino, Asian, African-American, uh, you know, uh, Caucasian, everyone in between that they come together and they work on this thing. So I, we want to feel like we want the people to understand we're diverse. Mm-hmm. We're diverse, and this is not diverse to win an election. This is diverse because this is who we are. So, yeah. it's it's been encouraging. A lot of work, and we're just going to keep doing it. Anything that you've gone, mm, wish I didn't do that, or boy, that I, I what, that came at me, and I wasn't expecting that. I had one the other day, and when I was down at the car uh, car show in Manoa, and he had just lost his job mm. because he wouldn't wear a mask. And he got let go, and I was like, "Okay." And I had to step, and I did what I normally do when I don't have an answer. I stepped back and I said, "Sir," I said, "I don't have an answer for you, but I will mm-hmm. get back to you." We got back to him the other day, and you know, it wasn't the answer he wanted to hear, but we at least got back to him and said, "Call the you know, this uh, labor department and talk to the labor department because they had to make accommodations and they hadn't made accommodations." And, but has anything come to you? You're like, whoa, this is, you know. You have to learn to have, I guess, thick skin. And as much as you say to yourself, hey, you know what? I, this is about as thick as it is ever going to get, and I'm going to get out there. I think it uh, it does hurt. Obviously, if anyone knows uh, about the Palace Theater, Palace Theater had a, you know, we had a, again, a building tragedy. You would say, at least, thank God, not a physical tragedy. We had a building tragedy uh, over the last six to eight weeks where uh, part of the uh, outside parapet wall came down. And we're very grateful that it was not structural to the roof. The building is still open on the first floor, but it's expensive. There's no insurance coverage. Uh, I know people are asking what they can do to help. We're trying to finalize it. We're trying to get it ready so that the street can get reopened and we can get this new wall built. But 
obviously, when those type of life things happen, you know you're going to get naysayers. You know you're going to be a little bit, uh, I don't want to say attacked, but you're going to get really heavily questioned. So it, it's painful. It's a painful when it's online and people are either uh, some type of attack. You have to grin and bear it. Uh, I'm not big on responding uh, or lashing back. I'm just, that's not my, not my style. Mm -hmm. I, I'll either say nothing or I'll say something just factual. Other than that, just uh, even the other day, campaigning the other day, you know, someone uh, you know, challenged me on something. They said, well, Skinner's all about money. And I just said, well, where you would, you know, why would you say that? And where would you get that from? And again, he, it was his point of view, it's his thought. He knows I own a real estate firm and I have different buildings in the area. So in, in, there was a business that was causing a lot of crime in the area that I ended up purchasing it. And when I purchased it, which was the opposite of making money, I closed it down because it was hurting the neighborhood and it was hurting uh, the residents. But I guess in his mind was, I'm, I'm all about money, yeah. where it was actually the reverse. I'm actually all about the safety of the community and I'm willing to lose money to see our community win. So it was nice to talk to him about that. Don't know if it, if it changed his mind. He said it changed his mind, but I think if anything, just, you know, this should, you, know you shouldn't be shocked, but you, sometimes you are when I guess people have such a misconception about the individual. Yeah, I and wish people would put themselves, and I've been saying this at meetings, put yourself <laughs> in our shoes mm -hmm. and let me put myself in your shoes. <clears throat> you, ha you have to see both sides of it mm -hmm. because we're trying to do the right thing. We're Correct. trying to help the community. We're Correct. trying to do what we Correct. think people think, you know, or that have elected us to do is the right decision. Yeah. There's no political motive. There's no this motive. Last yes. night somebody questioned us on why we hired the firm. We hired a firm to do our comprehensive plan that had done <laughs> the two before. They were the most qualified. They were the best price. They have staff that lives in our village that has dedicated 20 or 30 years to our planning boards and our zoning boards and our historic boards. They have knowledge. They have historical knowledge. Mm -hmm. They know the area. To me, it was a win, 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 yep. win, win. And they were like, well, you just did it for this one reason. And I'm like, you have, there was that, no. that was not one, not fair. Two, wasn't yeah. the right reason. Yes. But thick skin is tough because I've had a couple of people say, and I'm like, wow, you're not even going to let me say a word. Yep. And they're like, no, no, thank you. Very, they were nice, but they're like, nope, all set. Yep, I've had and I'm like, wow, yep. you know, give, have you ever done this? Have you ever knocked on a stranger's door to say, hello, my name is I know. Steve Skinner. I'm running yep. for county legislature in the ninth district. Here's my palm card. Uh, just yep. if you have any questions, have you ever done that? And <laughs> that's what I want to try to get across. It's hard. It's hard. It's yeah, hard. Yeah. and it's time consuming. It's you know, my favorite thing on this whole thing is, boy, there's no problem sleeping. No, there's no. no, no you no. put your head down at the pillow yeah, at ten o'clock at night, and you yep. and you're up at six or five, yep. Yep. answering I'm emails, up. or your head spinning. What am I doing about science? What am I doing yep. about this? What am I doing about this? Yep. Where am I going to this? How am I going to get to this meeting? You know, tomorrow alone. We have the AD1 meeting. We have a caucus meeting. Yep. We're supposed to go to door to door. We have fundraisers. You know, the list goes on and on, on and, and on. on. Oh, oh, by the way, we have a family. <laughs> I we know. have children. We have a wife. Yep. We have, you know, other activities. Mm -hmm. Oh, we have a full time job. That's right. You, you just no, you you, sit there. And that's why I want I people know. to realize, you know, sit in somebody's shoes. Choose. You know, um, you know, my mom is 86 and living in Nottingham, so I'm answering that phone, or I'm taking care of that, yeah. or I'm, you yeah. know, and, you know, the, the list goes on and on. It does. And on and on and on. My brother has knee replaced the other day, and I'm like, so Ooh. I wish people would realize yes. that there's there's this side of us. We're the same exact people. Correct. Steve Skinner, Stephen Skinner hasn't changed one bit. He's just trying to do something Correct. else, and he can bring a perspective to Correct. the county legislature that's not there. Yeah. 
You know, and what is that perspective that you think you're going to bring to the legislature? Because I know with me, it's the only village mayor, the only mm-hmm. village representation on the board. You know, 40, it's not, with this city, it's about 40% of the residents in Nottawa County either live in a city or a village. And I represent, as the president of the Mayor's Association, the city of Syracuse and all the mayors. That's awesome. To me, that's an important perspective mm-hmm. because when you talked about sidewalks, when you talked about streetlights, when you talked about garbage, when you talk about all these quality of life issues, it's what a village or a town or right. a city does every day. Mm-hmm. You know, 90% of my job is taking care of issues. Right. Or, you know, when I left to come here, they're doing a job that I said, I drove by the bridge and said, I want the bridge cleaned up because you can't see right. the water. You're right. And people wouldn't notice. People hadn't noticed it. People haven't said anything to me, but, but I noticed it. And, yep. and boom, they're taking care of it. It's what people do. So what, what perspective are you hoping to bring to the legislature? Uh, I mean, I think number one, the fact that, and I don't know everyone's background on the legislature currently, but I don't know if anyone has the small business experience that I've had between being a shop clerk and, and both also the fact that I just being a, in a small business, but in one that is the industry, if anyone knows uh, the booking gift retail industry is a very struggling retail industry. Then you put on top of that that it's faith-based and it's even struggling more so because you can just click anywhere. You can go to any big Amazon or any .com or any uh, any big box store and get that. My brother-in-law who's, I I cringe. It's, Mm. I, I get so upset at people that you talk about local businesses, and now we have to help local restaurants, and we have to help. I know. Local, and people will go to Amazon, and I was on the back Brilliant. of the garbage truck six or eight months ago because I, I said I would do it, and yep. I yep. couldn't believe the Amazon boxes. Could yep. not believe the yep. Amazon. That's, and that's, it's killing our local businesses. It's hard. It's and hard. I understand it's convenient, and it's, it's convenient. cheaper, and it's this and I that. know. But if we don't get a hold of our small businesses and help them, 60 help. to 70% of all the jobs are small businesses. I know. It's a, it's a big thing. And so the fact that not only have I been able to help our family small business when it was on the brink of closing uh, over 20 years ago, but to get us out of that hole, the perspective of what it's like. Again, I'm very fortunate that I went into the real estate and I, I work hard. I mean, I tell people uh, it's not unusual for me to work 80 to 100 hours a week. And through that and through a lot of commitment of my clients, my real estate firm has done extremely well, especially in the city, but even all throughout the county. I, I, ha- I have a decent quality of living because of that. But I remember, I said, my wife and I, we have been in WIC lines. We did Child Health Plus for years. Uh, we made 23000 under the median income back in 2008 and 2009. Um, I can relate to someone who, uh, again, we had, my wife and I had four kids. Uh, it was the, it, between 25 and 26 year, years old. Uh, she was 25. I just turned 26. We had our twins, and then we were four kids at that age, uh, basically 25 and under. And the, the fact that, again, another, another thing, too, I think I can add is that most people feel like to, to really accomplish anything in life, you have to have that full, uh, not just associates, but bachelor's, master's degree. I tell people I'm not ashamed to say that, uh, you know, I was homeschooled. There was no, there was no um, uh, high school degree you could get. I went to OCC, never finished OCC, never went on to any further because I needed to provide for my family. I had to work. So... I tell people, for people who are young, either young men or women out there that have no college education, basically, that didn't even, even maybe didn't finish high school, and say, is there any career for me? I'm 100% a believer in education. My wife has gone back to school, got her associates. She's a, she has an accounting degree. My daughter is 17, and she's going to be a junior at SUNY Cortland. So extremely smart and brilliant. And my other kids work very hard. They're in city schools, and my other son's already owns his own business at age 20. But what I think what I can add to, to the legislature is just the compassion of understanding 
that many people in the city of Syracuse, these kids do not, or they're not cut out for traditional higher education. They need trade schools. We need to make sure that do they have access to these things? Do they have mentors? I needed mentors. I'm fortunate I had mentors in my life when I had very little. Um, so this is my passion, my heart, uh, and I feel that even though I could, I don't have to live in the Eastwood community, I choose to live there. I love my community. So I feel that there's uh, something I can add is just the fact that I'm in the city, I understand what people, these people are going through in the city, it hurts, and that um, you can, you can help yourself. You can, the American dream is still fully alive and well. Hard work, no doubt. You can't sit on the couch, uh, even though I'm sitting on a couch right now. You can't sit <laughs> on a couch and do well. You have to work hard, and I think anyone who knows me Stephen doesn't rust on his past uh, every day. What can I do now for you? So yeah. I, that's my hope and my avenue that I can add because I, I, there's much smarter people in the legislature than me. There's people who've been in healthcare and there's people who've been teachers and bankers and wonderful. We need them all and, and, and mayors. But, um, but I can add that small business end and the, the grunt of what it's, what it's like to be the guy mowing. I, I was, Lawn mowing five, six years ago. I was a lawn mowing guy five, six years ago. Uh, I still, it's therapy. I still mow my lawn by yeah. hand. I, I yeah, love it. Yeah. It's an hour with my headphones. And I, I think about my day. I think about my I week. love it. I, 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 I enjoy it. Yeah, lawn mowing. I was a lawn mowing guy. I had 200 uh, snowplow accounts and just five, six years ago. I still snowplowed last year a little bit to help neighbors out, but uh, now we have a crew to do it all. But it's those are the things that I, I remember vividly, pulling wet weeds, putting mulch in just a few years ago. And... Uh, so I, yeah. And that's not gone. No. That's not gone. No. But boy, I got to tell you, you know, my wife and I, you know, I have people say, oh, do, 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 how do you find time? People have to say yes. If yeah, everybody said no and just said, I'm not getting involved. Yeah. And that's the problem that I'm seeing. I have a lot of people that I've asked, <laughs> oh, are you interested in helping in the village? And mm. no, but I don't have time or no, the politics. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. I had a friend of mine, Father Carmola says, Mark, I have no idea how you do it. Mm. I don't know how you put up I with know. it. Because we want to help people. Yep. And it's the same thing that he's trying to do, but it's, it's you know, I'm always trying to do the right thing, always trying to help always. people, always trying to. Always. Well, thank you so much for Mark, being on the People you. for Olson podcast. It's I hope awesome. you enjoyed it. I hope there wasn't it was a great any. time. I told you this was going to be easy. It's painless. It's painless. <laughs> so, <laughs> I appreciate it. Everybody, please go to peopleforolson.com if you have any questions or comments. And thank you so much for listening. everybody thank you again for checking out this week's episode of the people for Olson podcast make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast that way you're up to date the moment a new episode is released and don't forget to leave us a review and let us know what you think of the people for Olson podcast and again visit us online at peopleforolson.com where you can stay up to date on all things happening with the campaign well that's it for this week's episode we're going to catch you next week right here on the people for Olson podcast mm-hmm.